We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It is post-game show time, which means <laughs> we're going to talk Notre Dame Cal. What a wild day. But uh, Notre Dame went out, got the W, uh, beat Cal 24-17. First win of the Marcus Freeman era, fellas. And uh, interesting game. You know, Vince, you and I had a lot to talk about as we were, uh, you know, discussing everything we saw today. And – the comment that I came away with, Vince, that I said to you and I'll say to everyone here is the biggest thing for me is this is the best feeling after a game for two reasons. One is, as Vince said to me, a whole lot better to work on stuff after a win. And number two, this was this was a game to me where, guys, I felt like there was all the stuff that happened today was correctable stuff. It was sure. execution stuff that's you know, that some of it they fixed in game, like early on first pass pro give up a sack on a four man pressure of a Mike fire. You're like, here we go again. Didn't happen again. They cleaned it up. Right. Right. Run right. game was better. Dropped passes, missed reads, blown, blown contain all the type of stuff that can be fixed. But what we saw today was a team that came out and played with a lot of fire and a team that played with, with a lot of passion. And that is a good sign guys, because this team was backed up against the wall and we wondered how are they going to come out? And there's a lot to fix with this football team. Oh, yeah. From an execution standpoint, from a fundamental standpoint. But I felt really good about the game plans that both used and implemented in the game. And I also felt like this team came out and played with some attitude. And so there's a lot of things we're going to address today about concerns coming out of this game. But this team grinded out a win today. And it was mm-hmm. sloppy. And there was a lot of mistakes. But – when the offense needed to step up and make plays, they did. When the defense needed to step up and make plays, for the most part, they did. Now, they weren't perfect, you know, because, you know, offense goes down and scores and the defense gives one right back up. But late in the game, when they needed to make plays, they made plays, you know, Foskey, Sack, and all those type of things. Uh, then also the silly penalties almost got them back in it, right? Yeah, yeah. But the fact is, is they did what they needed to do, and they controlled the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. That is without question something that happened today. 
that's a good step in the right direction. And that's all today was, right, guys? It was a really good step in the right direction. It is not as all as well. <laughs> you know, there's a lot to fix. But Vince, to your point, man, I, I'd much rather be here today talking about you need to fix this, this, and this after you got your W than, than what we've experienced the last two weeks. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone should start their day with a great cup of coffee. And for my family, that means the latest blend from Trade Coffee. My wife loves Trade Coffee. And when my parents were in town for the Notre Dame season opener, I turned them on to Trade Coffee as well. Let me tell you about Trade Coffee. It's a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've tried before because they partner with top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in the country direct to your home on your preferred schedule. Their team of experts do all the work, taste testing hundreds of coffees from across the U.S. every month to curate over 450 exceptional coffees that make the cut. The coffee we got from Trade was superb. My wife is very picky with her coffee. I've told you that before, so I trusted Trade Coffee and had her fill out their quiz. They sent us three different blends, and they batted a thousand. We received the Holmes blend from Sparrow Coffee in Michigan, the Big City French Roast from Joe Coffee in New York, and the Black Velvet from Atomic Roasters in Massachusetts. That's our collection, and trust me, we're adding to it. But if what I got isn't up your alley, don't worry. Trade will have whatever it is you want. You can shop their most popular coffees by roast or flavor profile, or you can take their coffee quiz and get expertly matched with coffees you'll love. So if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time to try Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your first order plus shipping at drinktrade.com slash irish. That's drinktrade.com slash irish for $30 off. Try it out today. Well, look, I mean, look, Notre Dame was in desperate need of a win, right? I mean, that bottom line, they needed a win and they needed a win bad. And frankly, I didn't care how they got it as long as they got a win. And it was definitely in doubt at times throughout the game today, right? And, Mm -hmm. and, you you know, another thing that you and I talked about and when the game was over was that if, you know, if Drew comes out a little bit more, you know, executes a little bit better at the beginning of the game, this game's really not even all that close. You know, he missed some some wide open passes. I, I thought you know, the game plan that Tommy Reese put together was instituted so that he would get comfortable quick. 
And he, it was almost like, he's like, I don't need to get comfortable. I'm just not going to be comfortable. Like stop. You know, mm-hmm. I, it just like, he was bucking against the let's get comfortable thing. And, uh, I don't know. It was, it was, uh, it was rough sledding at first, but I really like mm-hmm. how both sides of the ball responded in the second half. That yeah. was key. I mean, and it wasn't even a game plan type of thing. I mean, they kind of, I feel like they did change the offensive game plan a little bit just because Pine wasn't connecting the way he needed to early on. So they went to more of a running attack and things like that. But in the second half, you know, specifically up front, both lines just, you know, took over this game. You know, when Notre Dame can come out and score in the first three drives, that was fantastic. I didn't like how they ended it, you know, offensively. That was frustrating to me, the way they ended it. I felt like I, I wanted them to go down and get another score and just, you know, end this game. And they, they couldn't do it. And they kind of left the defense hanging out to dry a little bit, some dumb penalties and things like that. But I liked what I saw from the offense specifically up front in the second half. So that was very promising. Oh, um, I, I was just going to say. I'm that... you, Ryan. I, we, we've already kind of <laughs> let off. So going around the clock. My apologies. <laughs> You know, I, I was just going to say that for me, Vince, I, I really felt like early on in the game, the offense was fully structured to getting Drew Pine in, in sync, like you kind of said, right? Like they were trying to get him in rhythm. And then as they were struggling in the first half, they kind of came out of the second half and were more of a, like, let's get bully ball going a little bit, you know? Like it's, it's, we got to kind of change the script a little bit, right? So... I think that there was a lot of good moments, and I actually thought Tommy Reese called a pretty good game. If I'm being honest, like there was some pigeonholing. We'll definitely as get far to as... that. We'll definitely get to that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get to the offense and the defense. But yeah, this is kind of go big picture right now. Yeah. So please continue. <laughs> Ryan, are you there? Is he gone? I think I think Ryan has paused out. Ryan Ryan is frozen. Okay. Maybe Ryan is frozen now and can't hear us. So um, we are having some StreamYard issues tonight, everybody. Uh, it's not uh, it's not our connections. It's a StreamYard issue. So uh, StreamYard, for whatever reason, all three of us have different have bad signals right now. So uh, hopefully that gets corrected yeah. here. Uh, and Ryan's in Jersey, where Vin, it could be explained. Vince and I are in the same neighborhood, so it could say, "Hey, not a good sell." <laughs> yeah. But Ryan's in Jersey, so uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, I'm not quite sure what what the issue is. So, yeah. uh, but we'll get Ryan back here here pretty soon. So, uh, you know, Vince. I mean, you know, look, man. There's not a there's other than special teams. There's not a phase of this game today that doesn't need to improve. Oh, absolutely. But, but you know, to to the point you make, and I and I think Ryan was going to go there too, man. This team came out and played played really really hard tonight, yes. um, or Agreed. today, and that's you know. And that's huge yeah. because and and like you said, the mistakes were correctable, and I I believe that I I think they are correctable. And again, like you said, it's so much easier to correct things when you're working with a W than with an L. And you know they rose up at the end. You know, and and I have to say, I was very nervous when Cal gets the ball on the seven yard line with one drive left. Oh. I looked I looked at both of you and I, I both you and Sean. I was like, you've got to yeah. be kidding me. 95-yard drive against Ohio State, bad. 94-yard drive against Marshall, bad. Are you kidding me? A 93-yard drive? Is that where we're going with this? Like I, I, And then it almost came to fruition. One less of a hop 
on on that hail mary, and it was a mm-hmm. completed ninety four yard dr- or ninety three right. yard drive. I'd have lost myself. You know what I mean? And so yeah, I, I they rose up when they had to. They you know they got picks, they got fumble returns, they all got called back, and right. uh, you know so it was definitely frustrating at times. But they they did what they needed to do at the end, and I'll take the win. Here was the thing I'm going to fuss about the most today. And and here and and we're again we're going to talk a lot of good stuff because again they got to win guys and and winning Absolutely. is winning is the key here right and to me the problem I had today is take Pine away because Pine's you know first career start and all that take Pine away and we'll sure. talk about him specifically later the problem that I had is so much of what happened today that was negative was coming from veterans. Yeah, your your team captain Jarrett Patterson whiffs on a mic fire on the first drive of the game, then gets a false start. I believe again it was on third down, but to go to it again, so you're in third and nine, and then you get two false yeah. starts in a row. You have a senior, your starting center gets a false start. You're facing third and one. Your fifth year senior wide receiver gets a false start. How does a wide receiver get a false start? Third right. one. Renzo Styles is not a, a veteran, so we'll talk about his mistake later. You know, you've got J.D. Bertrand, a senior returning starter, gets a stupid penalty late in the game. I mean, yeah. the guy the guy clearly was bringing his hands. You knew he wasn't getting the ball. And it was he way – I mean, it was, it was way, way overhead. It was unnecessary and just dumb. You know, Cam Hart blows a coverage early in the game, and 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 I'll have a, a, a critique of Coach – criticism of Coach Freeman, and, and I think today we saw some of his head coach youthfulness pop up in a couple of situations during the game. But if you look at you know Isaiah Foskey losing contain, there was a, a DJ Brown with the personal foul at the end of the game. This wasn't young guys making mistakes. Right, right. These were veterans making mistakes, and and that's a that's a continuing. That's the one continuation of what we've seen in each of the first three games. That's very troublesome for, to me, and something that Coach Freeman needs to look in the and, and, and kind of look at and say, why are our veterans the one? You're, you're going to, you know, Tobias Merriweather played a little bit today, but you're not going to play him a whole lot, not throw him the ball because, you know, you are you don't trust him. So you, you can't trust him to not jump off sides on third and one, you know, or false start. You can't trust him to not run a route. You can't trust him to whiff on three blocks like Joe Wilkins Jr. did today, just whiffing on Whoa. blocks. If he makes I a mean, block on the bad. swing screen to Chris Tyree, Gone. he's got – he's. I mean, it's it's at least 10 yards. House. And yeah, so I, that's a big – yeah, that's a big problem for me, fellas, is when you – you know, you talk about people say undisciplined. Like, okay, if Blake Fisher had three false starts and Joe Walt had some false starts and holds, and and you know, your your young guys are out there making mistakes. Aldrick estimates leaning forward and getting a, you know, defensively Benjamin Morrison's getting called for holds and personal fouls. It's like, okay, their young guys are doing dumb things. These were veterans, fellas, and I think that's one one concern that I have. On the flip side, and I want to get everybody's thoughts on this. We have we have been very frustrated, big picture, of the fact that Notre Dame's best players were not making plays. And in the second half of this game, Notre Dame's dudes stepped up and played like dudes for the most part. And I think that was another good sign for me. Sean, how are you, man? How are you guys doing today, man? <laughs> good. Man. Was it better was than it, a week ago? Was it tougher on you in person than it was for us by TV? 
No, I mean, I just kind of assumed that things were not going to go well. So I was pleasantly surprised they did, you know? So I was like, well, they're going to give up a score here. Like there was like, how many times Vince in this game that I look at you like, well, this is about to happen. And that's exactly, they're about to run outside zone here for a big play. And uh, like there was a play they got out leverage and you're just, I just, I just assumed bad stuff was going to happen. So when it didn't happen, I was like, all right, cool. But it was funny because it was uh, what the fourth down uh, on that last drive. And you're like, if he scrambles for a first down here, he's like, I'm done. And he scrambles for a first down. And no, I, I said, like, I said, I'm leaving. Uh, yeah, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. That's what it was. And I look at you, I'm like, are you going? Because I would be if I were you. Like that was. <laughs> I thought about it. Are you kidding me right it. now? <laughs> From your vantage point, did it look like the cow receiver caught that hail mary? Uh, no. Oh, okay, it I did to me. So. I thought yeah. I thought the kid on the ground caught it, and then yeah. that referee came in and was like, no, no. But yeah, yeah I thought. And he if he it. did catch it, fine. Because there had two other catches that set up scores in that game that neither of them were catches. catches. Yeah, yeah, that was that my was one. Super that was my one critique of Coach Freeman, where we saw yes. his lack of head coaching experience hurt him. Lesson learned: he's got to call. You don't beg the officials for that, and when you see that they're not going to give it to you, you got to call timeout. Call timeout yeah, and have true. that. You know, have that. Uh, you know, have that reviewed. At Do that you think he didn't because he was upset? Because remember, he was ticked off because the defense had to waste a timeout. Well, he was Earlier actually yelling at – we saw him. He was yelling at the official that yes. he didn't – he was yelling at the official to review it. So we're I'm looking at Coach Freeman on the first one, Sean, not mm-hmm. the second one. He never got to the point where he was reviewing – at because the second one, they just kind of went. The second one looked like a catch, and I didn't see until after the review that it wasn't a catch. Right. Yeah. And so the replay crew sucked. Uh, but the first one, we're watching him, Vince and I are watching him, and he's yelling at the official, like pointing to like, you know, like you got to review that. So he wasn't yelling at his team. He was yelling at the official. He's right. got to, you know, he's got to do that right away. He's got to give a timeout. But again, that's part of the learning experience that you'll, you'll, you'll hear. Cause Hey, you have control over that now, right? Like you don't have to wait for the head coach to do that. You are right. the head coach. Right. And we, we talked but, about the fact that whoever the spotter is for Notre Dame, that's supposed to be like, Hey, we need to, you know, call timeout, mm-hmm. review this or whatever. He's fired. Yeah. Like they're, he, right. <laughs> whoever yeah. whoever your defensive spotter is or, or review spotter is, yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're done. He's they're looking done. for different work at this point. Yeah, you're getting moved to a different office that doesn't require you to make quick decisions. Uh, you know, but but I think today, guys, one thing else, we saw a team that had to handle some adversity today at different times, and I thought they handled it well and and, and got the win. So let's first talk offense. Fellas, I want to go into the offense. And, and Ryan, I'm going to let you start because you started to bring this up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the things I wrote about. It was not executed very well. But Tom, other than get Tobias Merriweather the football, Tommy Reese did everything that we asked him to do this week from a game plan and play calling standpoint. I, I thought so. I mean, like, again, he – before I got cut out before, like, it, it, it's something where you could tell that the game plan early on was – let's get Drew Pine comfortable, which mm-hmm. is what the game plan should have been early on was right. let's get Drew Pine comfortable. Surprisingly, Brian, they were had a lot more success running the ball inside without kind of softening those edges comparatively to like I was talking the other day, right? Like I thought they were going to have to kind of hit the corners a little bit and then soften the middle, but they really, but when I they flipped they the scripts. I think they did though, Ryan, because er, now they didn't hit throws, but early in the game, they were hitting the slides. They were hitting the outside throws, like stuff was there outside. And I think Cal reacted to that early mm-hmm. on which then opened up some of the stuff for Chris Tyree yeah but I just yes, I just, I, I just thought early on you were going to kind of see some outside zones some jet sweep something just some outside action some some mm-hmm. just some buck sweep whatever something something mm-hmm. that was just kind of kind of soften those quarters but 
I mean, give the offensive line some credit, man. I thought they yeah. – I mean, there was improvement that needs to happen, obviously. There's always improvement that needs to happen for offensive line. But yeah. they played a much tougher game, right? Like, they competed. Yeah. They got physical with them. I mean, is it perfect? No, it's not perfect. But I really yeah. thought that they kind of played with a with a little bit of a pissed-off demeanor today, which mm-hmm. was nice to see. When they yeah. kind of had their back against the wall and they knew that the passing game was probably not going to be a, a, the bread and butter today, they were <laughs> like, okay, we need to – get downhill and go after these guys. And yeah. I felt like they had success in there. And, and I thought Tommy Reese did going to do a good job mixing in the slides and the screens and some easy stuff to try to get Drew comfortable. Yeah. It's just there's some limitations with Drew in the game. I mean, let's call it what it is. Here's basically what his first several first and second down plays were. You know, you had a, a bootleg on the first play of the game where Lorenzo Styles is open and he just throws mm-hmm. it into the ground. Next play, he runs a little slip screen to Chris Tyree, which I didn't think those screens were going to work against Kyle, and they did. So kudos to them. Uh, and they did some stuff motion and movement-wise to kind of keep – one thing they did a great job of, Ryan, which we talked about yesterday, was the they did a lot to mess with the eye discipline of the of the linebacker. Shovels. Yeah. They did run some shovels. They ran a couple to, Loren, uh, to Braden Lindsey that got positive yards. Second drive. Uh, I forget, Vince, I forget what they did on the, the first play. They went outside and some, something bad happened. Uh, on the first play, they oh, it was the uh, it was inside zone or off tackle. They got minus two, so that didn't work. Yeah. Then they ran a yeah. quick throw outside, then a swing route to Chris Ty- to Audric Estime. Right. Then drive That's three, it. they ran a boot with a slide uh, to Michael Mayer that he threw into the ground. Another perimeter play. Next play counter. Uh, then they had a seam throw on third nine, and Michael Mayer's wide open, and Drew just sails it. Um, and then you go to yeah, yeah, exactly. Then you go. Um, you go. Your next series is when you kind of started getting into some situations where they started move, putting a little bit more in between the tackles. But I thought they did a nice job of using eleven and twenty-one personnel early, which did spread Cal out and force Cal to go to more nickel, which I think Ryan opened up some of that inside run stuff. And then as they yeah. wore him down, so it was really interesting. First <clears throat> half, Auburn had one carry for six yards. Mm-hmm. Is that one carry? He had one catch for seven yards. And then Chris Tyree gets a lot of the touches. He had 33 rushing yards, 35 passing yards, which is what we said we wanted to see. And then the second half, they used Tyree to then set up Estime. And then Estime had a bulk of the carries in the second half. So I thought the way that they used the two backs today was was really, was really smart. And I'm going to say this. Two best play calls of the day today both involved the, using the other running back to set up the other running back. And they mm-hmm. were two huge game-changing plays. First one was the first touchdown pass to Chris Tyree. They're 21 personnel. They had Tyree on the left, and he was cheated up a little bit. And then right before the snap, they sent Audric Estime to that side on like that boom motion where he sprints outside. That forced that safe field safety, Daniels. I think it was Daniel Scott, Ryan. I think come, so. Has to come downhill, and that leaves Tyree now as the number four receiver to that side in an ISO against the linebacker and, the, and no chance for a touchdown. And then the second time – Second half, they had Tyree or uh, estimate to the left and then put Chris Tyree out in the trips mm-hmm. and then ran that angle route. And that was the best ball drew all day through all day. He just fit that sucker in there. Estimate catches it. And he it looked like he was ready to like try to run somebody over, but just got too ahead of himself and fell down. That was uh, great. Those That's funny. Balls were, we have not seen that kind of creativity all year. Like this mm-hmm. looked like from a play calling standpoint, October, November of 2021, Tommy Reese. And I had to ask myself, uh, part of my language, but where the hell was this the first two games? <laughs> because this was what we thought Tommy Reese was going to be. And if imagine what it would look like if Drew actually executed the, the stuff in the first half today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
And yeah. I, I thought the game plan was really good. Uh, you know, and, and he called a game plan that suits at, at the very least, it suits Drew Pine today on September 17th. Sure. Okay. I think Drew is going to get better as time goes on. I think you mean he, they're just not who they are in game three, Vince? <laughs> no, especially oh. when it's a first time starter, right? And quarterback. Him and I listened to the press conference afterwards. Oh my gosh. Terrible question. But anyway, so I I will give Tommy Reese look, we we banged him for the you know the last two weeks on yeah. on his on his, you know, so but we have to be fair and that his yeah. game plan was actually really good. And I really thought good. that he he was bringing along Drew Pine very, very well, even at the beginning when Drew wasn't executing. Now, he laid into him when he wasn't yeah. executing and he should have laid into he should him. Have. I have no problem with that. No problem with that. People are like, oh, they're gonna show him yelling at him and using the F word. <laughs> it's football. Okay, I mean, sure. Get over yeah. it, man. Like I I'm sorry. He needed to get his butt chewed. If I'm Jack Swarbrick, that- though. Somebody else is getting their butt chewed this week, and it's somebody from NBC. Exactly. Like, (laughs) you see Drew on the phone. You can tell he's getting yelled at. Let's not put Tommy on camera, okay? Right, right. Uh, But but anyway, I I was very impressed with the game plan, and I was also impressed with the adjustments at halftime Mm -hmm. because they they realized – and granted, the the O-line responded by kicking some tail, but three drives, three scores – you know, they're running it down their throat and they're asking Drew to just throw some short stuff, you know, not necessarily push the ball deep. They don't need to do that. That's not where he was today. Now, moving forward, somebody was talking about, I just don't understand why they're not doing play action. I get that. And eventually, I think that they will get to that. But they still don't respect your run. Right. Exactly. <laughs> 100%. So. I was totally fine with the gameplay. I looked at you at one point. And I was like, hey, get ready for 12 straight runs, you know, on this drive. And you're like, I'm cool with that as long as they put it into the end zone. I said, yeah. me too. And boom, 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 boom. They put it in the end right. zone after that. So I, I was cool with the way things went and the kids executed right. it in the second half. And that's even bigger. Right. Brian, you know what else I really liked was you already mentioned it a little mm-hmm. bit, but Daniel Scott, I thought, had an argument to being the best defensive player for Cal. I thought they made him pretty uncomfortable in a lot of yeah. in this game, man. Like, they got him in a lot of man-to-man coverage. I mean, even a couple balls that you saw to Michael Mayer that were competed, yep. like you mentioned the little seam ball where he kind of mm-hmm. had the outside fake and then going up the seam. They made him look pretty bad in the angle route to Estime, right, kind of working in man coverage. He's more a kid that wants to kind of work exactly. from depth. And, and he wants to – he's and, their run guy. Yes. Right. That's yes. the thing. They put yep. him in situations where he had to focus on the pass – which yep. then took him out of run defense. And that was a really good usage of personnel. And the other thing, we didn't see a ton of 12 personnel in the first half, a lot mm-hmm. of 11 and 21 spreading the field. Then the second half, they came out a little bit 11 and 21 and then moved the chains. Once they got that personal foul. So, I mean, so Notre, Notre Dame caught a couple of breaks today too, right? You got a personal sure. foul on third and four. You had the offsides on the the the, the field goal, right, dude? I'll take what that'll that tr- that's a, I'll say that's a trade off for the no calls they had on the other ones, you know. And so, um, you know, to me, guys, I thought once they started to get some lean, then you saw uh, you started to see Notre Dame then go 12, 13, and really lean right. on Cal, and that's where they were able to kind of really put the game, really get things going on offense. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I agree. Sean, I want to get your opinion on first half versus second half as far as kind of how the offense was working and, and things like that. What, what were your takeaways kind of first half versus second half? Well, my thing for this week was pretty much this game is not about Cal. This is about Notre Dame. 
Mm-hmm. If Notre Dame shows up, they should win this game. And if 100%. they play up to their capabilities, they don't have to play a perfect game. Just play a semblance of your game and you'll win this game. I thought they would win it comfortably. If they showed up in the first quarter, they probably would have won it comfortably. <laughs> offensively. Agreed. I mean, there are some things to take away from it. The first half for me was simply about, you know what? I take that back. I was about to say something, and this is what I want to say. And I think Brian mentioned it. I'm extremely pleased with what I saw in the first half because the thing that stood out the most is that this team had every right to start pouting and fold after that start in the first quarter. Every right to feel like, here we go. Here we go again. And the leaders stepped forward and said, no, not today. They did. They stepped forward and said, not today. And they got better. In my opinion, their second quarter was better than the first. I thought the third quarter was better than the second. You know, I didn't like that drive in the third quarter right after you take the lead. Like, you have to shut them down. Mm -hmm. You you just wore them out. You have to get that tired defense right back on the field and wear their butts out again and go up double digits. But the defense comes away. They can't stir down. Because they got pressure pretty much from the edge all day. So I don't know what they have to talk about and what Al Washington has to do with his interior rushmen, not to give those lanes, and then the linebackers being so far down the field in coverage that nobody's reacting to a scrambling quarterback. Hopefully they'll solve that before they face North Carolina. Hey, Sean, can I ask you a question? Because you saw it on the TV copy. I'm going to go back and watch it. I watch a lot of the secondary at the game and then watch the, the line play a little bit afterwards. Did you feel it was the interior guys or were the edge guys kind of getting too wide? Uh, what you did know, you think was – because I thought sometimes it was a little bit of both. This is interesting because I remember after the last week, I was talking to Ryan and I said, yo, does it seem like Foskey and the edge guys are kind of being held back? They're not firing off like I would expect them to fire off and turn in the corner. <laughs> and today they looked like they were being fired out of a rocket – turning the corner and coming after the quarterback. And maybe it was a sense of they were finally taking off the leash. And, they, and a couple of times they went a little bit too far in their depth, in their rush, and allowed the quarterback to get up. But there were just too many lanes. And the interior guys didn't react enough and shadow enough, in my opinion, that when he was forced to step up in the pocket to be able to react and at least trip him up or hold him to a short game. But then, you know, where are your linebackers? Uh, yeah, I don't know if they were in – were they in man-to-man coverage on those plays? Some of them, yes, but others, the linebackers just showed no route. I know. I, I, I had a problem with Maris Leofile one of those. Yeah. It's like you're supposed to blow that little running back up. You're yeah. coming out there, they blow him up. Blow him up. You don't stop your right. feet and dance with them. Blow up and make the tackle. Like, what are you doing? So those are some of the things – that you work on and you improve. But Vince, yeah. look, I thought they got better as the game went on. Yeah. And especially in the trenches, I thought that defensive line responded in the fourth quarter multiple times when they were put to the test. Yeah. Starting with, oh, look, let me tell you something, man. And Ryan, you would love this. I, I don't know what got into uh, Jacob Lacey this week, but he must have been watching film or Aaron Donald this week because he was yeah. coming with swim moves, spin moves, <laughs> counters, everything he had in his arsenal. He Look, maybe you want to blame Foskey's slow start and blame Al Washington for that. You got to give Al Washington some credit 
For well, his, his, his boys, today. his boys played today. I mean, look, they didn't execute perfectly. They played today. I, I want to, I want to, before we go fully into the defense, I do want to go back to the offense because there's a couple things that really bothered me today that I want to talk about. The blocking of the Notre Dame wide receivers today, especially Joe Wilkins Jr., was brutal. Was it that bad? It was oh, brutal. He was I mean, like, was he just, was running up and just kind of maybe trying to drop a shoulder yeah. in an open field blocking situation. Yeah. Like that will never work. It was not good. <laughs> It was not good. And then, you know, like Lorenzo dropping that cross. Like they just, they just were not, they were not, they were in a funk today. You know, and then Braden Lindsay, like I I don't fault the drop on him. That was a bad ball. He actually did it. I thought he did a good job of not letting it get picked off the, 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 the the one incompletion Drew had. But dude, you're a fifth year senior, man. You cannot get a false start on the third and one. Just can't. I mean, it's just, it was like Jared Patterson, dude, you're, you're, you're a captain. Did he, was it on third down again today, Vince, when he got that third down? He's yes. now two weeks in a row. You're on. You're on the other team side of the field, mm-hmm. and you're your senior fifth year senior captain who's slamming his helmet down and ripping his jersey off is is giving up uh, a false start. Now, it, what I'll say is, watching Jarrett Patterson struggle as a blocker today, from what I saw, I, I'll say again, he shouldn't be out there. Right? They put they rushed him too much. Because he just doesn't seem to have any drive off that off his feet, guys. Like, and that's like, now I'm going to go back and watch the film. Maybe he played better in some other snaps where I saw him play, but I just I saw him stalemating a lot today. What I thought that the line did a good job of, though, is I thought they moved their feet really well today. And Sean, I don't know if you noticed that or Ryan, if you guys noticed that watching it on TV, but I really felt the drive from the line against a big physical cow front seven. I thought was was one of the highlights of the game because Ryan, the one thing you and I said that they we didn't think they could do was just come out and push this Cal team around. And I wouldn't say it was like a vintage Notre Dame ground attack. I mean, they finished like a, what 160 some rushing yards or something like that, right? But uh, it was definitely a much improved physicality where you feel like you now have something to build on for future weeks. I don't know if you guys felt the same. Uh, the guys watching it on TV, Sean and Ryan. Well, I would say this, Brian. I mean, when you consider the fact that Notre Dame did not have the threat of the pass, I thought the offensive line got a tremendous push. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, it's a very one-dimensional approach, especially in the second half, right? Like, people knew you were running the football. Vince, what did you say? Sure. You, you were like at one point, like, we're going to run the ball 12 times in a row, right? Like, that's how it felt. <laughs> yes. And the defense And they kind of did because the only passes were like little slide routes, Ryan. You know what I mean? Like they ran which a couple like little runs. Which I mean, Vince, Vince took. He's like, look, they threw it behind the line. That counts as a run. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I have to be right. <laughs> I'm wrong. Please I'm wrong all the right. time at home. I need to at least be right. Continue, Ryan. <laughs> so, sorry. Well, no, I, I mean, it, it was just my. It was just the whole point, basically, Brian, is the fact that like you knew what was coming, and Notre Dame still had enough physicality and enough kind of yeah. what to in the run game to get a lot of push and. I felt like early on the interior offensive line had a rough start again, right? But I feel like in the second half, when you were letting them get downhill, drive, be physical, I felt like they really had a lot of improvements yeah. today in the second yeah. half. And I felt also, guys, that every time they got into a short yardage situation, they pushed them. Yep. They did. They yeah. pushed them. You know, again, it wasn't perfect. You had a guy shoot through on Audric Estime's touchdown run. He had to leap over the guy. But I thought overall, it, again, it, it was – did the offensive line play great today? No, uh, because of what the standard that we have for what great offensive line sure. plays in their name. Did they play a lot better? Yes. 
and they played hard. And I thought, I really thought this was going to be a long day on the first drive. When they just let that Mike fire come through, they literally rushed four guys and just let a guy run through on time. Right. I was like, and it wasn't even. Again. Like, but the, just... For the most part, the pass pro the rest of the game was really good. Like really good, I thought. And, and to the point where Pine was able to step up and Pine had his own scramble place today because they weren't able to get off the Notre Dame blockers to get to him. Right. So I thought. I thought the offensive line played a really good game. Not great game. Great compared to what they did the first two weeks. Granted, yes. <laughs> but not great for what the standard is. Um, you know, but uh, I, I thought Blake Fisher played better today. That was a big one for me. I wanted to see how Blake responded to to really a bad game last week. And I thought he responded well. Well, and there, there was a point in the game where the offensive line pushed the defensive front for Cal like five yards upfield on oh, yeah. a obvious run play yeah. and chris tyree just kind of ran into the back right of the into line and picked up five him. yards i mean it was <laughs> just it, him. it was just because yeah. they moved the line of scrimmage and you know what and maybe that's just a small example but at the same time we haven't seen that in forever yeah. it feels yeah. like just consistently moving the line of scrimmage and so that was very nice to see and i and i will also yeah. say when they were in 13 personnel at the end of it, towards the end of the game, one of their final drives and they were only be able to pick up one yard, one yard, one yard. I, I was hoping yeah, for I, I did. a little more there, but you know, that's Sean, just me. Sean, and I want to, cause Vince and I talked about this, Sean and Ryan, I want to get you guys thoughts on this. I know that it's the safe play and you have a lead, but I just kind of feel like the way this team has played, I wanted to see them just run the offense there and yes. And, and go punch it. And maybe, maybe that's just me like needing a statement. But I just felt like you were going to leave Cal with a little bit too much time at that point in time. Like there, there wasn't – they were only up a score, and without getting a first down, there was no way you could run the clock down enough to where Cal doesn't have a chance right. to go 90 yards. Because they had two yeah. timeouts going into yeah. that drive, and Notre Dame got the yeah. ball in about three minutes. Now, I'm not right? saying take shots, but keep doing what you're doing. You know, yeah. run the slides, get out of the pocket, you know, do that yes. kind of stuff. Just keep running your offense. I did not like them just kind of 13 personnel, run it right up the middle with Cal basically in a bunched alignment and they could have ran a bootleg on that series and pine could have walked in, you know, walked for 15 yards first for a first down. That's something I, I really didn't like. In that well, game. I, I would think you would never want to give me the controller then Brian, because I'm always going for it. I'm always. Going to put points on the <laughs> no, I'll give you the control. If that's the case. I don't, man. I mean, I don't shoot. care about wasting your time. I making you use your timeouts, but no, I understood the first down run because they only have one timeout left. Sure. So you go ahead and make them use that timeout. Coming back from that, I did say here's a chance, depending upon the look they give you, to go play action, bootleg, maybe come across with somebody on a crossing route or come across right. again with Lorenzo that was working right. for the majority of the day and give him the opportunity to get the first down. And then the safety comes down on the third down play, and I see them playing Lindsey bump and run, and I'm like, oh, my God. They have to take this shot, right? But then, of course, you're like, they're trying to run it out. At that point, I understood. Because at that point, they just want to get the W, and they want to do mm-hmm. everything to try and give them the best I, chance. Which I, which I understand. I do. do that. I do. But, but I'm with you. You know, if you're going to make that decision, you make that decision early and say, sure. okay, we're going to go with a safe pass here to see if we can pick up five or six yards and still force them to use a timeout. And now we're second and four and have two downs to get four yards and pretty much in this game. So a first down probably would have been the time to go play action in that series. 
And I agree with you. I think they were hovering around, what, four yards per carry before those last three runs? Something yeah. like that? Yeah. Probably, yeah. So, yeah, great job with the offensive line. I know one thing. The engagement between Blake Fisher and Harry Heastan today on TV was really fun to see. Okay, can you because we don't watch the TV copy, Sean. So yeah. Could you explain yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of so, what what you saw? I know they came off the field after the touchdown series, and they show Harry was sitting down talking to the entire group, but Blake was so engaged he was talking back to Harry. Okay. Then they were in a, a huddle. talking back, Ooh. meaning just communicating. Yeah, yeah, okay. like asking questions, okay. and then okay. they were standing there in the huddle during a timeout in the second half, and he says something to Harry, and Harry turns to him. And you see Blake, like, use his hands to, like, illustrate something, like, from a technique standpoint. And I'm like, okay, I like this. The young man is engaged. Like, whatever needed to click between him and Harry has happened. And now he's like, okay, I'm thirsty. I want more. And they're moving forward. I like the progress, especially with a defensive line that they're going to face next week that is porous. I'm not going to say they're on the same level as Cal. But you can get if you can, if you want to line up and run the ball against North Carolina, you can't. You flat out can't. So they're not in the same stratosphere as Cal defensively. Yeah, I mean, their defense is a bit. Yeah. So if you can be physical, you can be physical. Also, I will say this is not a good thing to have your two running backs as your leading receivers on the day. That has to yeah. change next week, in yeah. my opinion. We can't have that. My question to you guys. Because most people will look, Drew had all day, and I'm like, wait a minute, are the receivers not open, or is he just unwilling to pull up? A lot of times, unwilling to throw. Like they ran a play early where they ran like an angle route, and I'm not sure if it was a tight end or receiver. It was coming over on an end cut, and he's open. I mean, he just wouldn't pull the trigger. Now they weren't running; they didn't hardly run any deep shots today. Like it was clear every deep shot was just a clear out. I mean, they were not going to let Drew throw the ball deep. Which okay, whatever. It is what it is. But, you know, we'll address that later in the week. But right. there were several times – and, again, I won't say a bunch. There were several times where that was the case. But there was also times, guys, where I pointed to Vince. I was like, are they even trying to get the ball here? Like, there was one play where Mayer releases on a vertical route and Styles running across. I'm like, they're running half speed. Like, they were jogging. The, and the releases were slow. slow. They, like, yeah. they were slow. They were just coming off like half, half you know what. And I was like, what is going on? So the, I didn't think the receivers were super locked in today, to be completely yeah. honest with you. I really didn't. And and I thought I thought Lindsey played with the most fire. I, I Lorenzo got Lorenzo didn't look right early, but I thought he settled in and started playing better. You know, he's okay. got to just compete for the ball a little bit more, but he settled in, you know, made a couple plays there. But the receivers didn't look right today to me. They did not, they did not look great. And I'm going to say something right now. We talk about freshmen need to play. After watching the, the red zone goal line 13 personnel blocking, nine needs to be their second tight end at this yes. point in time. Yes. Yeah. I yep. saw that. It's not even close. Yes. It's not even close of who's a better blocker between him and Kevin Bauman. It's not even close. And and that was that was like a concern with Eli Raritan, you know, like a little bit. It was like he's like a tall, slender guy yeah. that's kind of filled out his frame and – he has great effort as a run blocker, and he's yeah. a good athlete, right? So, like, what's holding him back at this point? No. There's really nothing holding him back. I mean, I think maybe like he doesn't know the whole offense or whatever, but like seniority, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He, he's the, he's the sec, he's their best blocking tight end right now. I mean, Michael Mayer again today was just out there in the run game, <laughs> from yeah. what I could tell. 
you know, but so offensively guys, a lot to clean up, but I, I, I liked, I, I thought they mixed up their personnel much better today. I loved the movement that they used. We saw Tommy Reese finally getting guys in isolations and doing things to ISO certain players. I, if they can build on this, I think the offense will get better because some of the stuff they missed today, like and Drew hit the. Here's the thing, encouraging thing: the throws that Drew just flat whiffed on in the first half, he hit in the second half. The quick mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Now he's got to be willing to pull the trigger down the field. Yes. Like that's the thing he's going to have to do next. But it was enough for today to get it done. Yeah. Let's. I, move, well, I was just going to say, Brian. I think for me, like. The offense, there are some good things to take away from it, but there is massive improvements that need to happen in the passing game because I think the question is going to be, like, how sustainable is that offense that you ran that you right. won with today? Yeah, you know you what did. I mean? It gets, yeah. Yeah. Well, and Freeman said that after the game. He was very clear, like, this is what we had to do today. Right. Right? And and I don't think that they thought they were – they the way that they called pass plays, I don't think they thought they were going to get a lot of time to throw the ball today. Mm-hmm. And 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 I felt like Ryan. It was clear that they saw what you and I saw, which I was encouraged by because I don't think they saw it the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. They saw we can out leverage and outrun cow to the perimeter. Yeah, and they did a lot of that today in different ways. Shovel, you know, the shovel jet sweep type thing off the shovel. Uh, you know, the, they did it off of the slide routes, the under routes, the swing. I mean, they did a lot of things to out leverage or to outrun cow to the perimeter, which I also think helped open up some of the like. Because, like, Tyree, some of his best runs in the first half were, I mean, cutbacks. He had some really nice mm-hmm. cutbacks today. Now, I think the line still has to get a little bit better of initial push early in the game. They weren't getting as much of a good push early as they did in the second half. But, you know, they were better. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I think that that's going to have to be – it's going to have – you can't it, – it's not sustainable when you're playing teams. Because, look, first of all, there's several teams that you're going to play from here on out that 24 points isn't going to be good enough to win. Exactly. Yep. Right? So – you know, not, not the next game. What? I mean, the next no. game. That's <laughs> your next two, most points. likely. Although BYU yeah. didn't look super hot today, apparently. La- I just last, saw the final la- score today. Last note: Audric Estimate does not look like a fun person to tackle. No, I'll just leave that at that. He was ready to destroy someone on that long pass. Oh, I that's what happened on that throw. Yeah. yeah, it was like he was loading up, and he's like, Whoop. "Oh yeah," his mind yeah. got in front of his feet on that one. Yeah, sure. he was like, yeah. he, he looked as like there's dudes between me and the end zone. I'm running someone out of the stadium, <laughs> and he just kind of you know got ahead of himself. But he he was looking. He had bad intentions, fellas, on that particular play when he saw the end zone. And and I got to tell you, it, it wasn't sexy, but I'm going to repeat. I liked how physical they were in short yardage goal line today. I do. And I also like that they were willing to throw the ball in, in inside the 10 as well. I thought that was great because I thought once they had that long pass to estimate, they're going to go right back to the run and they didn't, they spread them out again and went and, and got an ISO for mayor. I thought, and what a route by mayor on that slant though. Oh my he had, he had a couple, he had a couple of those, man. He ran like, really good routes today, fellas. Yeah, he just he didn't did. get the ball. Look, uh, for yeah, as, he just didn't get the ball. as bad of a blocker he is, he's, that much better as a pass catcher and, and yes. route runner. You know what I mean? Yes. Like just different stratospheres. Yeah. The dude doesn't want to block. Like that's the yeah. way I see it because blocking is a, you have to want to be a good yeah. blocker. And it worries me about, I mean, for him personally, it worries me for like his future and, and being drafted in the NFL because they're not just going to keep him spread out all the time. They're mm-hmm. going to need him to block. And, you know, Notre Dame can spread him out as much as they want. 
but man, is his blocking struggling. It's just, it's just not yeah. good at all. But boy, can he, the, he is a matchup nightmare in the past game though. And you know, that I, move, that move he put on the safety in the first half oh. was sweet. Yes, it was. Oh, he set him up nicely to the pine overthrew him. You mean? Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. He is a he is a ridiculously flexible guy for as big as he is, yes. man. Like he can get in and out of breaks so well. It's incredible. Yeah. Guys, let's transition to the defense because this is the in this is the interesting side of the ball. This, this is um this is the side that to me had some of the like what are you doing plays today? <laughs> Can and we start our linebackers, please? Yeah, our and some of please? the some of the like you're okay. This is what we thought we were going to see. We hammered the mess out of the Notre Dame defensive line the last two weeks. Really, they were good in the first half. They took the second half over. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely took the second half of the game over. And yes, there were some mistakes, Sean, and you mentioned the D line with the contained stuff. You know, got to get off some of those blocks to get to the quarterback. There's some structural problems there uh, that clearly are, are issues, in my opinion. Uh, but here's the thing that I will say: uh, in, in in when the they they flat out in the second half said we are going to dominate you at the point of attack. They played hard. They were physical, and I'll say that in my opinion, and you guys tell me if you disagree with my statement or not. The best position group on the Notre Dame in team today was the interior defensive linemen, all yes. of them. Yep. Chris Smith, there was a play where Chris Smith just came off, took a guard, and just – the I think it was Lovell. I think it was the right guard who's 330 pounds, took him with his left arm and just shoved him into the backfield with one arm. And then Jacob Lacey was a man today. Howard yes. Cross was steady. Jason Adamiola looked like vintage, vintage Jason Adamiola when they allowed him to penetrate. There was a couple times still you'd see him get knocked back because they, they were asking him to kind of take on blocks. But when they turned those guys loose – the interior of the defensive line today, fellas, dominated the Cal interior. I mean, yeah. dominated. That was as good of a of a of a unit wide depth chart wide, like no matter who went in the field performance. And Lacey's going to get a lot of the attention, rightfully so, because mm-hmm. he that spin move he put on the second Man. sack was disgusting. That was excellent. Sick. But Sick. the entire interior was tremendous today mm-hmm. and that played a big role in, in the success of this football of this fo- of this defensive football team today fellas well I, I would say this brian i mean you want to talk about sick jason amalola's sack where he kind of hit that little inside move i was like oh buddy yeah, yeah. that's from good stuff man i know he's yeah. been practicing that stuff in the offseason so it was nice to see i, I agree with you I, I don't push back at all I think the interior defense line played really well. And we're going to get to the linebackers, which was the exact opposite. But I even thought the interior defensive line did a good job of just taking up blocks, too, because I thought the linebackers had all day to run. It was just not good right. on that second level. But, yeah, I agree with you. The interior defensive line was fantastic. Sean, I'm fired up, man. I'm a, I'm Ryan, a, I'm, Ryan, I am very critical of linebacker play, my friend. And this was, oh, okay. was not great. Please, it was not can great. we not go there yet? Spots. Can we just enjoy the defensive <laughs> line talk for just another minute? Because Ace is going to get ugly when we get there. He did that um, so sly. It's like, oh, he did. let me he use did. the D-line to get to he who did. I really he want did. to talk about. Um, I'll tell you who had a good game today from what I saw. Now, I'm going to go watch the film, and this is why we have tomorrow's upon further view. But I noticed Nana really flashing as a run setter in this game. Mm-hmm. He, Him and Aaronsberger both. Riley Mills had a couple of them as, as well, but Nana had a couple really stout edge sets, including one where he got held. I mean, he beat the guy so bad he had to get held. 
I thought Nana had a really nice game today from what I saw. I don't know if you guys saw the same thing. And it was nice to see – look, Isaiah Foskey has got to kind of – you know, he's got to kind of get back to – you know, he's going to need more than one move. But I'd rather see him doing what he did today with the one move than trying to use 18 moves like he's the last two weeks and not do anything. Uh, This was Isaiah Foskey from last year. And he set the edge well today, I thought, for the most part in the run game. But when he when he came off and said, "We're I'm coming at you," they had no answer. There was nothing that the cow tackles could do about it, especially yeah, he, in the second half. Fellas, nothing. He picked on both tackles. Yeah. It wasn't just like the left side. He picked each man. I'm gonna get you to this now. Let me go to the other side and give him some. It was like he was fantastic. Like that's the guy that was projected to possibly be a first round pick. You're like, thank you for showing up. Thank yes. you. If we had that. Week one and week two, we're probably two and one at worst, maybe three and oh. And you were waiting for him to come and dominate like he can. Mm-hmm. But I'm with you, Ryan. The work and the depth of the interior of that defensive line is something that myself and Vince saw in practices. Like, yo, they're deeper there than we thought. You know, when you start to look at the depth chart, and you're right. They've raved about the strength of Chris Smith. Oh, and how strong he is. The coach those staff, guards, Sean, those guards of Cal are not little dudes. They're yeah. big boys. Like they're 315, yeah. 330. Those are big kids. And he was yeah. manhandling them today at the point of attack. And, yeah. Sean, you were talking about the offensive tackle play. I mean, did you see Brian Driscoll, man? It was a turnstile. He all was night, terrible today. <laughs> if he spelled his denning name right, he'd be a better football player. <laughs> it's a turnstile. That was great. <laughs> it was awesome. Awesome. The weak the weak link was Brian Driscoll, if I do say so myself. <laughs> you didn't you Remember that conversation we had today before the show? That's oh no. Done. Oh that's man. done. Uh-oh. So you can let your wife know you ruined that one. So yeah. there uh, you go. Uh, take it out of my wife. The Driscoll, who spells his name right last week, dominated Notre Dame's defensive line. So you basically, Brian, you are so insightful and intelligent. You basically wrote the game plan from this week and it worked. So, okay. I don't like the sarcasm that no you're sarcasm. saying in that statement. Right, yes, correct. I'm if done. you look at the I'm keys done. to the game, it's like they did what we said to do. That's what I, I wasn't being sarcastic. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm going to beat myself. <laughs> That's probably good. He's putting himself in the corner. <laughs> like, you know, five what? minute timeout. Time five minute timeout. Vince, Brian. The second half touchdown drive that they gave up and the run they gave up, the big run on that drive, I believe, was that after a timeout? Wasn't that run after a timeout, if I'm not mistaken? I think so. I'm looking at it. They, they went to kind of like now. a bare front on that play, but it looked like from a TV vantage point that they were shaded away from the strength of the formation. And got out leveraged on that play. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. I know yes, Freeman, Freeman about, was on yeah. Kaiser because he was told him, he told him, you got to scrape over the top. Kaiser had a horrible run fit on that. So, Vince, yeah. I actually said to Vince before, Vince, was that the one I looked at you before the snap? And I was like, they're out leveraged right now. Yeah. They yes. didn't see that That's they went like they, they went over, like overload to the left yeah. of the offense. And the Notre Dame defense never adjusted. So the linebacker, that's on the line. To me, that's on the linebackers. If I'm correct, guys, normally in most defenses, the linebackers see formation strength and then they let guys know. So they didn't make any adjustment. Cal went to it and Kaiser's scrape over. Vince, that's the one where I rewound and was like, watch Jack Kaiser on this play. Terrible. It was bad. Really and, bad. You know, he, and then he's like, I didn't see that Freeman got on him, but it would yeah, make he sense. Got on, on the sideline, he's told him, you got to. Yeah. 
Scrape was, was a terrible run fit. That that terrible was the run, run by twenty five, right? Like Brooks yeah. or something. Um, yeah. I, that's when I texted you, Brian. I was like, "That Jack Kaiser." You were like, man, "You said yeah, Kaiser, oh. yuck." Yes, that's exactly yes. the play that we're that's, talking about. That's the yes. play, man. That was oh, that just was terrible eyes, terrible bad. fit. It was just terrible, yeah. man. It was just bad. Yep. That was also the series where um, DJ Brown got a personal foul. Yeah, uh, on that play. Yeah, he had, he had a decent game otherwise too. You, yes, and that, well, that's the yeah. frustrating thing with a couple of those guys, right? Like, yeah. there's a couple guys today that, like, boy, if you take that really dumb play out of the way, like the guy <laughs> played pretty well today. You know, it's just like, but that's yeah. the stuff you got to clean up. I mean, because it didn't hurt you against Cal, who he said's a decent team, but it, it, it'll hurt you more when you're playing teams that are better offensively. You know, Cal's good because they play really good defense. Their offense is not that good. We've said that coming into the game, right? So, you know, you shouldn't have given up. Let's be real, guys. You shouldn't have given up 17 points today to this team. No, like, the, the you gave up fewer than 300 yards. You shut down their run game. Like, they're the, think about this. They had – I'm trying to pull up their numbers today. And give me a second to pull up their total numbers here, guys, because I'm trying to print off uh, the final stats here from the game. And Cal finished the game with only 112 rushing yards. 297 and, total, right? Correct. And then 34 of the total yards came from their quarterback. Mm-hmm. And so, and then you have the 24-yard run. I mean, Jade Knott, who we talked all week about how good he is, he had 33 yards on 13 carries. I mean, they completely shut him down. You take out the quarterback scrambles, and they completely shut them down today. And that was the that was the frustrating thing. Is again, it was like you know you you had you did a really great job, and then it was that that one play, and you, you kind of let him go on that. And so, and they caught some breaks today. There was a couple times where Notre Dame got in a mismatch schematically, where they put Jay Knott outside on a linebacker, and that's the running back, and they ran by him, and Jack Plummer just missed. Uh, and but I'll say this: to me, I thought that schematically I liked what they did today. There was a couple things you're just like, you know, I would have done something different there, but I think overall I, I thought the game plan defensively was good. I thought they were aggressive and, and not aggressive in like blitzing six to seven guys every time and covers one, but they mixed up their coverages, but their corners were really aggressive, taking away the quick stuff. They forced Jack Plummer to go deep a lot more today than he probably yeah. wanted to hit a couple, but missed a lot. Cause as we said yesterday, he's got a very live arm, Ryan, but he's not real accurate down the field and he missed a couple no. shots. And when they did get yards, they made them work for it a little bit in the past game, you know, for the most part. So uh, I thought we're going to go to the linebackers last, fellas. We're going to skip the linebackers. (laughs) I want to talk about the good stuff today. Uh, I thought Cam Hart had two bad plays today. Mm -hmm. The pass interference, I actually – I don't know if he did it on purpose, but, I, you know, if he did, I wouldn't blame him because he bit on it, and the guy did hit him with a double move, and right. so he just bangs in the guy. Right. And now, I don't think the quarterback would have hit him, but Cam doesn't know that, right? Right. And right. then the the touchdown, I I thought it was a – I thought he came up and got got bit up on the, the the outcut. It looked like they were playing a little bit of like – looked like almost like cover two, but it just – I don't know like what he was doing there. I thought he should have stayed deep, and then DJ's got to do a better job getting off the hash – they weren't lined up yet because they were still like looking at Freeman yelling to, you know, and that's the other thing that's, that's the one it. where coach Freeman was like yelling at them to, to review the play. I think the players were kind of waiting on them to review the play because they knew he didn't catch it. And you can't do that. You got to line up and play, you know, you you know, so that was a mistake, but outside of that, you know, I, I thought that Cam Hart looked a lot quicker and twitchier today than he did the last two weeks, which tells me the hamstrings finally, 
back to you know 100 because he moved differently today fellas than he has the first two games in my opinion and that was a good sign and did you guys see who started at corner opposite him today yes i oh i did because i was sitting next to you and you pointed it yeah. out Benjamin more so see if the other guys know yeah he started today i thought he did a pretty good job i mean the play he oh. got beat deep on technically he didn't get beat because the guy didn't catch the ball that was yeah. a phenomenal ball by jack Plummer. yeah well i mean what? like that was just a great ball but and um, we'll also say that starting Ben Morrison uh, lit a fire under. Uh, yeah, Although, dude, that corner fire, you got it. You know, I felt yeah. like the dude from well, management, you know, you got to dunk that. I'm like, you got to sack that. You know what I mean? Like, you, you got to make that play, man. I agree. Right. Like, that's one of the things I love. Plummer but you know what? But you know what, Vince? Him. He saw him coming, and at the last second, right. he kind of got out of it. He baited him. You got to you got to make that make play. But you know I what? Agree. There was a play later in that drive where – they tried to beat him on a go route, and I think he was kind of pissed at himself for missing that. He took the re- – I don't know if they saw this on TV. He took the receiver Out of and rode him like three yards into the sideline. Yes, I was like, you know what? If you're going to miss a play like that, go make up for it a couple plays later. Yeah. yeah. I, you know what? Because every player makes mistakes. We all we all make mistakes as players, right? Every, every star is going to make mistakes. But what do you do about it? And on that same drive, Cam was pissed at himself, and he took it out on who? Cal, and that's what you want to see, guys. Absolutely. But their corner position all of a sudden looks like one of the strengths of the team right now, which is scary because <laughs> they were really good today. Yeah. They were really good against Ohio State. They were solid against Marshall. The worst corner they've had all year so far was Cam Hart, and he looked more like Cam Hart today. Again, little yeah. couple mistakes, but he looked a lot more more like Cam Hart today. And Clarence Lewis continues to play really good football this year, guys. He really Absolutely. does. And They're not beating him deep. He's, well. And Tariq's been great. Yep. Uh, my wife got some great shots of Tariq. Uh, he ran. He was running right at her. Like, he finished, like, this close to her. Like, so she's got some great shots of that. Oh, but the, I uh, thought the secondary – yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't see Ramon a lot today, but he – they need Look, to blitz him more because – we, Can we please – can we give Ramon his own slash honey badger package that keeps can him we hey here's a thought the line of scrimmage? Like here's just let thought. him blitz and play around the line of scrimmage. That's his strength. In, in serious, Sean, how about you turn the base defense into him as the rover? I'm cool with that too. Because that's his strength. Right. He, he he's the best. He knows how to blitz. Right. Like you just see guys just slamming into an offensive lineman. You can tell he waits. Sometimes he'll wait. And then he'll see the hole open and then come. And then sometimes he just comes through, but he knows how to blitz. Second week in a row, he's had a big hit on a quarterback. Yes, and get to yeah. the quarterback. And you have to be able to use that. And you're right. Make, man, put him at Rover. Can we say something, Sean? Now, after the three games in, it makes a lot more sense why they call that double safety blitz against Ohio State. Right. Yeah, they just didn't now, execute again, it right. I, I wouldn't have done it with Tariq out of the game. Right. With the done with Tariq exactly. out of the game, but now it makes sense because you now you see like okay, all right, I get it because Ramon's right. a, a legit weapon, and yeah. Brandon Joseph played fast today. He has to finish better at the ball today. Yeah, he missed he a couple of tackles in the back. Yeah, field. a little Not out of control that. on a couple run, fi- you know, a couple fires and, yeah. and a couple stunts and and stuff like that. Yeah, just a little out of control. But man, he flew around today. Yeah. Uh, Houston I, just flat I, fell down on the corner route. I just you know just got to keep <laughs> yeah, your feet, man. And, oh, was that uh, him? Was that him that on was the corner? Him on the corner yeah, where the where Sturdivant yeah. dove for it. He, he, I mean, yeah. he knew what was coming. He just slipped yeah, and he, fell. He and, fell down. I mean, he he was on yeah. it. 
out of the break, yeah. but he just he fell down. Because I mean, like it's, a good ball, he catches it and runs. I mean, if right. if he doesn't make him die for that, he catches it and runs it in for a touchdown. I mean, if, that, if that, Bryce that's, Young's the quarterback on the other side, he hits that guy right out of the break. He catches it in stride. He turns up field and he scores. That third event kid's gonna be a player, man. He's yeah. gonna be a player. Yeah, he's, he's gonna good. be a really good player. He's a good receiver. Yeah. yeah. They get a what do you guys think about the, the uh, going back to Clarence Lewis? I thought his best play of the day was they went uh, three to the right, three, three by one, they isolated yeah. him yep. to the left yep. in the red zone, yep. and they tried to go at him, and he played that very well. Yeah, I think Dude, I think that was against third event. I think it was against yeah. third event. It was a nice play, Sean. Yeah. I can't think of one time where someone's caught the ball on him with any separation. Like the only catches he's given up this year are stuff where it's just like kind of off coverage and they catch it in front of him. Like, yeah. you know, you're giving yeah. that up a little bit, yeah. but like even like CJ Stroud hit a couple of those sideline passes on him. It's like if CJ Stroud doesn't throw absolute money balls on the sideline, it's not complete. I mean, complete. he yeah. has been, there was no bigger whipping boy on this defense during the off season than Clarence Lewis nope. because of how he played in the bowl game last year. He has been steadily, good through three games i mean he, he has been and and mm-hmm. i i love the fact that he made a big mistake and he comes back on that same drive and just whips a dude right and now what you want to see like what i say it's like cornerbacks are going to make mistakes right they're going to get beat well yeah. his was on a different type of play and he comes out the next play and he he, he gets after it. so really been impressed with the nurem secondary they got us some stuff to clean up but really been impressed with the nurem secondary and benjamin morrison is a dude Fellas, he is a dude. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I was just going to say on that on that three by one set, Sean. I actually, if I remember correctly, I think they put a tight end into the boundary too, man. So they put like yeah. a little size against Clarence too. And I, I mean, I think that was one of the best type plays I've ever seen Clarence make, man. Like it was a really good play. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just to reiterate that again, but Clarence was playing play the ball in the middle of the field against Sturdivant, where Sturdivant yeah. beat him to the inside, but he recovered. Like mm-hmm. he didn't give up. He recovered and was able to get there when the ball arrived and knock it down with his right yeah. hand. So he's he's playing really good right now, Brian. You're absolutely right. And he – I don't know if he heard the noise and it inspired him or he just locked everything out and went to work. I'll, I'll bet you he heard it and then did that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll bet you it's both, Sean. I think he did both. He heard it. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal about Clarence Lewis you know we've said he's not the he's not the he's the least talented corner they have just pure physical talent it's athletic let me say I shouldn't say that he's the least athletic of all the corners that they have Mm -hmm. but what I'll say is you know the kid just knows how to play football he plays with an attitude and he 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 thinks he's better than he is and he plays like it and we've seen him really step up his game 
And, you know, he's just a guy that plays with a lot of attitude. He really does. And for a kid that got beat the way that he got beat last year a lot, he has really taken a big leap in his game. And it's been three straight games now, fellas. It's yeah. not like he had a good game today. He was right. great One, against Ohio State. Right. He was pretty good against Marshall, and he was really good again today. Yeah. You know, like everybody else, clean up the mistakes. Don't miss on the corner fire, right? You know, because you, you get away with it against Jack Plummer. You're not going to get away with it against, you know, Jaron Hall. You're not going to get away with it against, you know, whoever Clemson's quarterback is. You're not going to get away with it against Caleb, Caleb Williams and or the postseason. But, man, I, I love the way the kid bounces back. I mean, he he plays with a ton of confidence. This, this secondary right now, especially the corners, and then and then you know like R- Ramon's got some stuff to clean up. Believe me, there's other things Ramon's got to get better at. Yeah. But he they have found a niche for him. Yes. That he is really good at right yeah. now, and so I like what I see. <sighs> I've been wanting to avoid this the whole show, fellas. <laughs> Let's do it, man. Ryan, not, not, yes. you're maybe the only one. I don't know, Ryan. Because I just don't want to talk about negativity today, but it's got to yeah, be done. It's got to be done. You got, we the gotta linebacker be- play uh-huh. was uh-huh. pretty darn good today. No, I'm kidding. It was atrocious, fellas. Did, did linebackers play today? The only time they were effective at all today was when they were called to pressure. Because yeah. at least they play hard. Look, they. it's not that they don't play hard, guys. They're just not good yeah, right exactly. now. Mm-hmm. They're, and, and Maris Luafau is a really athletic dude that just constantly Ryan and you, t- and I'm, I'm setting you up because of what you texted me today, Ryan. Yep. He just looks lost. He doesn't know what he's looking at. He doesn't know what he's looking at. I mean, Brian, I'll say this ready. He's a, he's playing like a Rover, except he's playing the will position. Like that's what he looks like to me, right? Like it looks like everything is reacting slowly for him and he can kind of work for more space. So he has time to make up the ground. Right. And second level stuff happens so quick man that stuff happens fast i mean there's plays where like he's working in pursuit and he's getting contacted four to five yards down the field i'm like you don't know what you're doing man you're 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 scraping over the top you're not gaining you're not getting any depth toward the line of scrimmage you are just staying too far away from the line of scrimmage like he just doesn't know what he's doing man jd bertrand like everyone's going to hyper focus on the the targeting call right everyone's going to hyper focus on it but the fact of the matter is outside of the targeting call he was not good today, like at all. It was it was bad, man. Like the run fits are inconsistent. His eyes are inconsistent. And he has a small tackle radius, so he misses tackles so often. And Jack Kaiser, I mean, we already talked about Jack Kaiser's play, right? That was the only play where I noticed him in a in, at all, if I'm being honest. Like he was just not I, – I didn't notice him at all the rest of the day except for the one bad mistake he had, right? So – it was it was bad, man. It was really bad. I'm almost to the point, Brian, and I know this is like super. This is me, like you know, having a, a quick assessment here and being quick to the gun. I almost want to move Maris Wife out of Rover, like at this point. Like yeah. I don't, I just don't know if he's a will, man. Like I just don't know if it happens quick enough, and I don't know. It's just because it's this very is frustrating, what, Ryan. This is what you we were, Sean. I'll kick it to you. Mm-hmm. This is what we were complaining about with Maris in 2020. Is runs like a deer but just doesn't know where he's going and sometimes you have to wonder is 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 it just that he's athletic but not a natural football player is he out of position like because the guy just doesn't I mean he doesn't make any plays he doesn't make any plays as a will line and you can't have a will linebacker that, that doesn't make plays guys and sean I'll, I'll kick it to you in a second but like you even mentioned the point where I'm, sorry, I'm sorry man i'm sorry oh, but, but, right oh. even on even on the quarterback scramble down the sideline right the, oh, the angle he, he was going to his left dumb 
or Jake, he Maris Loyfell is coming over the top, and I'm like, okay, he's there. He attacks the the um inside Big shoulder line. instead of the outside yeah. shoulder. I'm like, yeah. tack to the sideline. What are we yeah. doing oh, here? Wow, like it's right. up the sideline. It's like what? it's just bad awareness, man. It's bad awareness. It's really bad. Sorry, Sean, but yeah, you you can go off too, my friend. But yeah, it's just so Look, frustrating, man. I think for me, I don't know if you guys saw it. They actually lined him up at end in the fourth quarter a couple of times and he he rushed the passer pretty decently and I'm like yeah maybe he's an end like, like may, yeah. just let him come off the edge right. and put him in positions that are beneficial to I, his skill set I, I, I think he's a rover man like I think That's he's a true. rover I think he is but I could he be wrong. needs to could he needs wrong. to play rover and then they need to be a nickel defense yes <laughs> you know if that's the case then fine but look I mean, and, so and, and your fifth-year senior, Bo Bauer, Sean. I mean, yeah, he that, his play was the most atrocious to me. Like, you talking about the the scram the the run, how the you let Jack Plummer pump fake you, dude? Like, he, what he, are you he, doing? You ever seen the play where Brett Favre pump fakes someone like ten yards downfield? That's basically what happened on that play, man. It was like, gross. Dude, Jack Plummer ain't Brett Favre. No, <laughs> certainly not. <laughs> attack this man and get him on the ground. Like, right. what are we doing? Right. Uh, they are it's, so. Sean, they don't have football passive. instincts. They are so passive. They don't have football instincts. Yes. Yes. And I don't care. I don't want to hear another word about how smart they are. I don't oh, care. Gosh. I don't care how smart they are. Can you play? That's either they're not, Sean, either they're not, or you're asking them to do way too much. One of those two things is true because they have not only have they not gotten better, guys, I would argue they've regressed each game. Like some of the mistakes they were making today, and, and like you talk about, like Sean, you talk about Ramon Henderson knowing how to blitz, time up a blitz, how to get mm-hmm. skinny, get to a blocker. It's like the linebackers on run stunts. It's like they're taught, hey, find a guy and then run right down the middle of them. Yeah. Now they the effort was there. I don't yeah. question their effort or toughness. I mean, Maris crashing into dudes today, but you know, oh, they, they all play around. hard. They all play hard. Yeah, there's no doubt. It's just yeah. yeah. Just the nuance the position is not there right now. When you pointed out multiple times last week that tackles and linebackers were in the same gap, mm-hmm. and I asked both of you guys, I was like, well, isn't that on the linebacker to come up and smack the guy on his butt, like, get over here? Yeah. You're in the wrong gap. Right. And now right. you you mentioned or you got and, and then you got to run fit off of that. Like it's right. like linebackers got to make the D lineman right and safety's got to make the linebackers right. That's how right. run fits are supposed to happen. You know what I mean? Like that's just am I wrong, Ryan? You're a linebacker. No, no, you're not you wrong. Know? You're not wrong. It's it, you have you have to make whoever's in front of you right, right? Like that's that's kind of the where you, you you work off of them. I mean, yes, there's a there's a designated gap that a linebacker is responsible for yeah. per snap, but like if if something goes chaotic, you have to kind of recover. You have space to recover, right? Like that's the whole thing. It's just there, so the, the first step out of a linebacker stance is called the trigger step, right? Mm-hmm. You take a six-inch step up, and you read and react. They have some of the slowest triggers that I've ever seen. Like, it's it's bad, man. It makes them look unathletic at times. And it's like, I know Maris Loyfeld is very athletic, because then I see him chase the perimeter. I'm like, my dude can run. There's no doubt. It's just, for whatever reason, man, it's just not working right now. It's not. And I mean, we talked last week, Brian, about the offensive line needs to be on on evaluation period every day, right? 
Linebacker needs to be the same way this week, man. Like they need yeah. to every single day evaluate that position because there are some other talented players. I, and there's no excuse, man. There's no excuse. You have guys like Marcus Freeman, James Laurinaitis on this staff that have played the linebacker position at a high level. You have a guy like Al Golden who just coached linebackers for the Super Bowl runner-ups. Like, right. there's no excuse for it being this bad right now. That's why I think, guys, that the part of this is they are putting a way too much on their plates because we are seeing regression from the linebackers. Like, they weren't that good last year, but they weren't this bad. Yeah. Like, they've gotten worse since last year, in my opinion. Maris has gotten worse since yeah. 2020, oh, yeah. the last time he played. No doubt. Like, that's the thing for me is like sometimes when you see that and it's again, what have I always said, guys, if one guy makes a mistake, he messed up and you got to coach him up and fix it. Right. But when the whole group is doing something and not playing well, then you've got to look in the mirror as a coach, first and foremost. Fair. Right. What what are we doing or not doing that is causing this? And if Marcus Fre- look and this is where Marcus Freeman has got to step in, fellas, because, yes, you're the head coach, but this is your baby. Yes. You know what I mean? And I know you don't want to step on Coach Golden's toes, and I respect that. And I know that James Laronitis is your guy. But the reality is, is you're the head football coach. you got to step in and say, hey, fellas, we need to figure this out. And I don't know. I'm not at practice. So I'm saying maybe they're putting too much on these guys' plates. Maybe. I don't, But I don't know because we're not at practice. So I can't right. tell you that for sure. But I know cues, Sean. And there's certain things you look for when you see it position group-wide. Yeah. that make you say, I think this might be the root of the problem. But whatever the problem is, Sean, it's up to the coaches from Coach Freeman to Coach Golden down to Coach Laronitis to say, hey, look, guys, we got to get this fixed because the last two weeks we have not played very good offenses. We're about to play some really good offenses where right now these 20-yard runs against them are going to turn into 60-yard touchdowns. Yeah. And you can't let that stuff happen. Because if you think Jack Plummer is going to hurt you running the football, I had some news for y'all. The next some, some of these quarterbacks are going to play the rest of the way. Yeah. I know you know that. what I mean? So that stuff's got to get fixed, fellas, because I mean, Sean, it just they gotta figure something out, man. It can't this can't continue. And and yeah. Now, Junior, uh, Junior did Junior to a Lamaca did get in for a series, right? Yeah, was like he over pursued on a play where they cut oh. back. But you know what, though, he read it he really read it. well. Yeah. He just went over top of a guy instead of fitting. Did you see that play, Ryan? And the guy ended yes. up it, the running back made a really he good read back. on it. Yeah, that was yeah. I was but, odd, man. That was Ott's best run of the day. It was a nice run. Yeah, yeah. but Junior read it. He just kind of fit it wrong. But at least he read it flowed, and you can correct that. You know, you can, hey, look, man, you got to stay here because that's the kind of play you make in high school where you go over the top and then make that cut. But in in college football, guys guys like Jay not cut that sucker back. I can can work with guys being over aggressive because right now we have lack of aggressive. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I'd rather pull the reins than to try to get a guy to go and be aggressive. Absolutely. And so, so, go ahead, Ryan. Did anybody else play? Because I, I didn't see Prince Colley. Did you? Did Prince I didn't Colley see Prince. Do? I didn't see Jalen. Oh. I didn't see. No, I just we saw the we just saw the four that or five that we talked about. Yeah. And, well, yeah. somebody has to play next week because what JD's out for the right. first half. Right. Yeah. If I'm yeah. yeah. Well, Junior may get a shot next week in the first half because yeah, you know Bo probably starts and then you know and then you should you know you'll see Junior rotating in, but yeah. uh, that's concerning because you know putting Bo in in that spot against that kind of defense, I'm not going to raises some red flags, but. Yes. You know, the thing is, like with Bo, though, it's like, you know, guys, it's like, again, Bo, JD, these are veteran dudes that have played a lot of football. Am I supposed to believe that Bo Bauer, is, as hard as he works and as athletic as he is, downhill, all of a sudden 
stopped, you know, like took a step back, isn't working as hard, isn't so much, you know, like, so when you see the regression across the board, fellas, you got to be able to stop and say, hey, fellas, any good coach will do this. And I, and I know these guys are good coaches. You got to be able to look in the mirror and say, hey, fellas, we got to, we got to figure this thing out. We got to figure this thing out. And, and what are we doing this, putting these guys in this position? Because you can't just bench four dudes. I mean, just that's guys, that's not practical. And I know that's the easy answer. And sometimes right. we'll offer that answer. We've offered that answer at running back sure. last week. We said, look, they got to play Chris Tyree more. Right. And they did. And he had, over 100 yards of total offense, right? I mean, or to, of all-purpose all yards, you know. You, hey, and then he set up other opportunities. You, we say, hey, look, Tobias Murray was going to play. Now he played a little bit today. Yeah. Got in there, blocked a couple times. Vince, Vince goes, they're just putting him in there to run block. And I was like, at least they're putting him in there. Whatever, uh, you know. <laughs> he, he, and then he, they he, took him out and threw, you know. But it was so obvious when they took yeah. him out and they brought somebody else. And I was like, well, now they're going to yeah. throw the ball. They're going to throw it, and they but did. Hey, I think I'm pretty sure they did. They got his feet right. wet. Played in the game, which. That's it. But you just can't like mass. Oh, your offensive line plays like crap. Bench them all. That's not, that sounds right. good, but that's not, you can do that maybe in like Madden or something, but that's not practical in real life. Guys. I, do, I, I do have, problems. I do have one problem. Go ahead, and this had me heated. Ooh. You mentioned it. Look, man, you're a senior and we're doing a quarterback sneak and you get a false start, man. Come take, sit down. There's no way you're playing the next play. Brayden right. Lindsay. Right. Bring your butt off the field. Right. Right now. Oh, yeah. No, DJ, DJ, DJ Brown would have been out of the game for me, too. Same, yeah. who, and same with Jared DJ Patterson. Brown. Like, yeah. Dude, this is the second – you're a captain. Second Absolutely. game in a row that you've had a false start on a third down. Absolutely. Dude, what the heck? Right. What the heck? Let these right. guys know. Yeah. Like, that's – we're not doing that. Because, right. Sean, we're not doing Don't Sean, don't you believe that when you hold the veterans accountable – Yes. That that sends a yeah. message to everybody. Yeah. And this is the thing. That, you don't trust Tobias Merriweather, Tommy Reese's words – but yet you're going to let happen at receiver what yes. we've seen happen from fifth-year seniors, missed yes. blocks, poor effort, false starts on third and one. A receiver as a coach, I coached receivers most of my career, never, ever, 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 ever is acceptable for a receiver to have a false start. No, it, sometimes never. with linemen, you know, there's a cadence and all that. You can see the ball clearer than anyone in yeah. the country right you now. Shouldn't even, you shouldn't even know what the cadence it is. It shouldn't matter what the cadence matter. is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're always looking at the ball all the it time. I, I'm, not, having, I'm, I'm having flashbacks of coaching high school football and wide receivers going offsides, man. Like, yeah, I'm having flashbacks right 100% now. 100% agree with that one, Ryan. I can Ugh. tell you that. I can yeah. tell you that. Like it's a quarterback sneak. Right. Like you don't even have to stand move. There. Stand, stand there. there. When they were when, when they were on the goal line and they were in thirteen personnel, and I think it was when Jaden Thomas and fell. And yeah, and Jaden Thomas was the only wide receiver in, and he was split out. He didn't even move for like three straight plays because everybody in the stadium knew they were going to run it up the middle, which they should have, and they ended up. Which scoring. I don't like, by the way, it drives me nuts. Because how do I know if the fade's there if you're just going to stand there? Right, right. right. You know, he stood whatever. there for three straight plays, basically. Yeah. I mean, don't jump off sides. Just stand there. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. So, Salty Virginia Peanut said this. He said, I'll bet the O-line was told at halftime that if anyone had a false start in the second half, they would not play for the rest of the year. I don't remember any false starts in the second half, you guys. But would either. it shock and, me if Harry Heastan said something like that? No. Yeah, no. Four <laughs> freaking false starts in the first half, guys. No, I'm sorry. Hold on. Clean. Hold on. It was Patterson, Carell. Fisher and Lindsay, four, yes. four false starts in the first half, three from the yeah. offensive line. Oh yeah, that was that was my favorite too. Zeke Corral with a with a yeah. false start. What? Now what? look, in in fairness, in fairness, we have seen this before when a quarterback replaced. Remember Deshaun's first start against Georgia Tech in 2015, and Ronnie Stanley had like three false starts. You guys remember that because there is a different cadence 
you know, sure. quarterback has a different inflection point, you know, things like that. But still, though, I mean, you know, you, you've had all week to work on this. Right. I mean, so so I'll, I'll somewhat give a pass for the three of them. But mm-hmm. you can't you can't blame that last week on Jared Patterson one last week on that because he did the same thing last week. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll give that to Blake, you know, young guy, you know, first time playing with Drew Pine. But this isn't the first time Jared Patterson and Zeke Carell have played with Drew Pine. No, you know, right. I mean, it's just right. it's not. So right. that was frustrating. But overall, guys, I it's, let's talk special teams for a minute because Brian Mason has done a, I mean, a phenomenal job so far. And and now again, Blake Groupie got to make that kick, right? But absolutely, um, that that's that's. I mean, he, those he type of things. But counted. But yo, John Sott averaged thirty nine yards a punt last year at Harvard. Like, were they only letting him kick for midfield? I mean, you know what I mean. Like, had to be that dude has a leg. Yeah. Oh yeah. Group, Groupie's I mean, got a better leg than I thought too, man. Yes. He not he killed that hey, forty-seven yards. Was not his killed problem it. on that kick, fellas. Nope. No. And what what did the one he made? How far was the one he made? That was four. That was forty-seven, and that was halfway up the net. The one he yeah. missed that with ease. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. No doubt about oh, no it. No question. No, no question. He did that with ease. We can put that to bed. Like the leg strength yes. thing. Let's put that to bed. He can hit from distance right I, yeah i mean that that one that he hit with from 47 looked like it would have been good from 57 i mean uh, it was halfway about, it was halfway up the net about 52 probably I mean, about 52 it, at least yeah it, it cleared it no problem yeah. so hey we'll, we'll take it right so i i will not feel as yeah maybe from a left to right standpoint but not a distance yeah. Point, people you know? say Notre Dame needs to get more transfers. Well, the special teams are certainly benefiting from transfers. That's <laughs> for darn sure. You know did, you see, I mean? did you see John John Sott's little? Uh, he had a little a little no, dance what? after one. Uh-uh. Punt. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. all right. Hey, it's you know what? You keep too, kicking man. like that. You can you can dance however you want after a punt, man. I love you it. Do whatever love you it. want if you keep kicking like that. Yeah, yeah I think you know, the one off missed. Kid, like, the one he missed was the same direction that the uh, cow kicker missed in. Yeah. And that was mm-hmm. into the wind. The wind was yeah. coming across. And they yeah. both so it took left. both balls. It took they, both balls yeah. left. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah the left. But didn't yeah. he also make the his the one he made yes. was also into that he direction? Did. Too, so he did. So he learned from the Yeah. Yeah. But it's on the opposite side. He kicked it right and it came back yeah. instead of kicking it center and it went yeah. oh, out. And he learned. So, yeah. Incredible really, really well done. Really well done. But, yeah, Brian Mason has that group playing. I mean, I love the fact – I'm a big proponent, guys, of just kick it out of – kick it into the end zone. Don't mess around. Yeah, you off. may pin him inside yeah. the 20, but you also run the risk of just just freaking kicking into the end zone. Like, yeah. I, and I love the fact that they're doing that. The punt coverage has been excellent. And the only one that they had a good return on today was the one where he literally outkicked the coverage. He yes. just boomed the heck out of that one. Yeah. And, and – uh, you know, so I, I thought they've done a really good, and even then they recovered pretty well. You know, mm-hmm. I thought the coverage recovered pretty well. So I, you know, they were they were they weren't leaky at all in the PAT field goals. I didn't see, I didn't notice that at all, guys. Like I didn't even on the, yeah. you know, even on the um, the deep ones. And did you guys notice? Groupie doesn't have much of an approach on those forty plus yard field goals. Did you guys notice no, that he does three step. He does. He has compact. a really quick compact approach. So he's not like trying to muscle it up there, you know, have a long stride. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a real, you'd think like a little kid like that would kind of need a couple extra steps. He's like five, seven, a buck 50. Maybe. I can't wait until he get me- he gets measured at the combine of the pro oh day. Gosh, it's gonna be so fantastic. I can't wait. He's like he's got seven. a really he's got a really fast, powerful leg 
for a guy that doesn't take a lot of uh, doesn't have much. I, I'm like, I'm like, does he know it's from 45 out? Like the one he missed? Because I'm like, I'm like this dude's like only he like took just too little, like a half a one and a half step back and one and a half step out. And I'm like, I don't think this kid knows that this kicks 45 <laughs> yard. Boom. Like, okay, I'll you. shut up now. This is why I don't talk about special teams. Vince, you were, Vince, you remember when we were at that open practice though, and like the ball was exploding off his foot. I'm like, oh, he's got a little more. But than he, I thought he, he did, wasn't man. making anything. That's the and that's the funny thing is, what's the one thing you all, all of you, all three of you, complained about in the spring and fall was the kickers suck, right? But group, when the lights are bright, Groupie has been money, fellas. He's been and good, the, and John Sod oh. has been tremendous. The ball always exploded off his foot, like like Ryan yeah. said. I mean, it make it, it's just a different sound when you yeah. hear his ball, when you hear his foot hit the ball, right? And it it's it also because it was indoors and yeah. it was kind of an echo and that kind of a thing, but it just sounded different than yeah. the other kickers, right? So for whatever reason, he just has a good leg swing and he makes it happen. So it, yeah. as long as he keeps making it happen, I'll be a happy person. Yep. Yeah. Last thing, uh, guys, for me, I have to share this, and we're going to get to some super chats and questions here in a little bit and then let you guys wrap up. But uh, I was at the stadium today, and I and we were going to meet a couple hours breakdown people, got a chance to meet some folks as we walked around campus a little bit, uh, but got a chance to listen to Manti talking to the crowd uh, before hmm. the game, before the player walk with Coach Freeman, and uh, got a great ovation. And then before the game, and if anyone was at the stadium, they saw this, Manti presented the flag to the what's it the color guard is Irish, that what they call them Irish, Irish guard. guard presented them the American flag for the national anthem and they they were talking about him and and talking about his accolades and all that stuff and the Notre Dame crowd went insane and I gotta tell you man it warmed my heart and to hear the crowd embrace him the way that they did. and then to see Manti have the emotional reaction he had I don't know if they showed it on TV guys. But they watching did. him cry the way he did, like he needed that so bad. And it, and I don't know yeah. if they showed this, but after the after the anthem, he just grabbed his wife and just like held her. Like you could you could just see like he needed that so bad. He needed to feel that love so bad. And um, it was awesome to see that. It was great oh, yeah. to see Notre Dame embrace someone who. And and I'm hoping that now we can now start remembering him for the tremendous football player that he was and not the other crap yeah. but the way he was embraced notre dame nation y'all in people are at the game y'all did y'all did yourselves in the the university and the football team and manti proud today you really yeah. did because it was and they announced him twice and both times the crowd went absolutely bonkers like and we can't really hear the crowd well in the press box oh we you can hear them yeah. Oh, I mean, you can easily hear them in the press box, guys. It was awesome. That's he great. needed it. Notre Dame needed it. It was an awesome moment. And they got a dub. They got a dub with Manti in attendance. So Can, Man- can Manti come play linebacker? Seriously. Dude, he looks he like he still can. Let me tell you something. <laughs> he, I, I think they gave him a Smedium shirt because <laughs> dude was busting out of it. Like, he could definitely yeah. suit up right now and be just fine. Yeah. <sighs> yes. <laughs> Yes, that was great to see. So, Sean, we'll start with you. We'll go to Vince and then Ryan. Just final thoughts uh, on on what you guys saw today. Obviously, we'll spend all week talking about what comes next and the air's improvement, but just final takeaways from today before we go into the Super Chats and the questions here at, at, at the end of this. Hey, you did what you had to do to get a win. Yeah. We can sit up here and talk about what needs to be improved, worked on. What we saw was a team support their quarterback. Yeah. 
which is what we wanted them to do the first two weeks. And unfortunately, they weren't able to do it. And we saw some miscues. We've talked about it with the leadership, but the leadership, mostly in the fourth quarter, when they were needed, stepped up and made the necessary plays to secure a win. And, you know, with Notre Dame this year, it didn't surprise me that it went down to the last couple of bounces in the end zone to finally figure out who won the game. But shout out to uh, Notre Dame breaking the seal and getting Drew Pine and Marcus Freeman their first wins as coach and starter. Just to speak to Sean's point in the fourth quarter, yet Isaiah Foskey had a fourth and 10 sack that ended the drive where he got held like a champ, but he just reached out and just pulled the guy down. And then the next series, third and 10, Jason Adamiola and Foskey both get to the quarterback for a big sack as well. And so, like, what what do we say, guys? Sean, you and I talked about this. Last year's team, when somebody needs to step up and make a play to win the game, they stepped up and made a play. We saw more of that today. Mm -hmm. Saw more of that today, and especially from those two guys. That's a great sign. Great sign. Uh, Vince, go ahead, man. Zach Martin kind of steals my thunder here. Improvements on both lines was the story. I completely agree. We saw improvement from the offensive line. We saw improvement from the defensive line. They're going to go as far as those two lines take them, period, end of discussion, because you got a guy in Drew Pine who I think is going to get better as the season progresses, as he gets more comfortable, because the dude was amped when he started the game, and it showed, right, in a negative way. He's going to get better. He's going to get better. And I thought Tommy Reese did a really good job of play calling and game planning to fit what the skill set that Drew Pine had today, right? I think he's got more than he showed today, but it fit what he did today, which which that takes some intuitive, you know, play calling. And I thought Tommy did a really good job. Again, I said at the beginning of the show, and I'll say it now, we banged Tommy for the last two weeks on the the game plan. He had a great game plan and they executed it today. So execution on the lines. And the game plan by Tommy is my takeaway from this game. He had to get creative today, and he yeah. did get creative. My whole yeah. thing is, let's do it when you don't need to do it. And that'll make even better, is, yes. is my thing, Vince. But yeah. yes, yes. Ryan? Be- before Herman Edwards was the director of the Sun Devil uh, dumpster fire that is out there in Arizona State, he once said, Brian, you play to win the game. Right. They won the game. That's all right. that matters at the end of the day. I'm excited, though, to see improvements just moving forward because Notre Dame hasn't really played a good game yet, right? Like, no. they haven't. They won today, and I don't think they were overly impressive in any phase, if we're being no. completely honest. Like, they were better in a lot of areas, obviously. That's why they won the game. But Notre Dame still has a lot of potential for this season, yeah. so I'm excited to see how they continue to progress. This was, what do we call it, the week of growth, right? right. It was yeah. growth. Just yeah. Let's keep right. going now. Exponential growth. Well, we've heard, well, they should have won. They could have beat Ohio State. They could have beat Marshall, but they didn't. And now people are saying, understandably, man, they could have lost today. But finally, they could have, but didn't. Right. And now you need to, with as the head cool. coach, Marcus Reed, it's okay, let's now push the buttons to build on this, right? And now, it's it because it, what I'm doing is I'm taking every mistake in my film session, I'm taking every dumb mistake that they had, every third down penalty, every ball that got thrown into the ground, every bad contain, everything. Say, fellas, we just beat a team that had won six out of eight games, and we did this, and we did this. This is me with the clicker, all right? We did this, we did this, we did this, we did this, we did this. And, I mean, it's a long line of dumb things that they did today. And I'm saying, but, fellas, we still got a W over a Power 5 team that's won six out of eight games. Imagine what we can be 
mm-hmm. if we can fix these things. And that's the message, right? Yeah. Is enjoy the win. But guys, we are capable of so much more. That's the difference between results oriented and process oriented, right? And if Coach Freeman is the latter, then then this is going to be the beginning of this team going on a run because, you know, you go on the road next week, it's you against the world and all those other type of things. Uh, I want to see how this team responds to you've got you. They handled they they embarrassed themselves last week, fellas. I'm going to talk about the loss, how they lost. They embarrassed themselves. And we were like, well, we'll see what kind of character this football team yeah. has. And fellas, they showed me like execution wise, not there, right? Mm-hmm. But passion, fire, heart, making plays they needed to make, getting your butt chewed out on national TV as a quarterback, and then rallying by like completing like 10 of your last 11 passes, right? And again, was he throwing a bunch of bombs? No, but he was getting the job done. That's all right. He managed the game, get the win. Kind of 11 all in the of it. half, you told me, right? All, I mean, yeah, 10 of them. And then the, the one miss was the ball he threw behind to Braden Lindsay. Again, it wasn't a lot of long throws, but he got it done. Right. And, and that's the thing to me is this team. I'm ticked about the veterans making the mistakes, but this team, the one thing I not, I did not quite, even from the guys that didn't play well today, fellas, I never questioned, boy, this guy's not focused today. This guy's not bringing it today. This guy's not playing hard to get. This guy doesn't want it. Right. Not once did we think of that. Not once did I question that execution problem, fix it. But the the fire was there today, and I think we learned something about the team that way. Now we have to learn what are you going to do when you ha- now that you have some success, can you build on it or do we take a step back, right? And and that's what we're going to find out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.